You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Paul Hutchings. Hope you're having a great day. I wanted to record this clip for you. This is called, The Truth Shall Set You Free, and of course, that's a famous line from Jesus. And if you know me at all, you know that one of my big passions in life is freedom, both for myself and for as many people as I can possibly help to step into freedom. And so I was meditating on this line, the truth shall set you free, and what my insights might be after having gone from a state of not being financially free to being in a state of financially free. And I had some ideas and aha moments that I wanted to pass along. So the first thought is truth. And one of my favorite quotes from Voltaire is, if you wish to converse with me, define your terms. Truth is a word that philosophers and scientists and religionists all throughout the ages have argued over. And so it might seem pretty crazy for me to try to define it. (laughs) Nonetheless, that's what we have to do as people, right? We have to figure out what words mean, what they mean to us, and then work with them as best we can. So I wanted to pass along a definition of truth, and of course this isn't going to be the be-all, end-all definition, but as I'm grasping with this idea and trying to understand it for myself, I came up with a definition that I want to pass along. And then I'm going to relate a story, and then I'm going to relate an idea that relates to all of this, and then I'm going to share with you a thing you can do to help Uh, create a more powerful experience in your life both now and in the future so that's kind of the plan so let's get into the definition of truth (laughs) crazy Paul he's going to define the truth (laughs) okay so as I was thinking about what truth means the best I can define it comes down to two definitions two separate definitions actually definition number one is factual truth and factual truth would mean what is happening in reality right now or what has happened in reality all throughout the history leading up to this point in time. What really happened and what is really happening. I would call that factual truth. You can also use this statement to get to that same conclusion or or idea, which is what is, what was, and what is. I would say that is factual truth. What has happened and what is happening in reality. That's definition number one. Definition number two is what I would call a moral truth, and a moral truth is not the same as a factual truth. There's a line in philosophy that says you can't derive an ought from an is. And an ought is something that we should do. It's a guide for our actions. Hey, Paul, you should do this. Hey, Paul, you shouldn't do that. Well, why? Why should I not do that? And why should I do this? These are oughts. And these are expressed in forms of moral truth. These are judgments upon reality that humans have made and do make to help us to strive to act in better ways, both now and in the future. That's a moral truth, okay? 
So we've got factual truth, and then we've got a moral truth, two different things, two different things. So as we're thinking about factual truth and moral truth, I want to relate to you a story, and this is a story that is from my personal life. So when I was eight years old, my dad, he left my family. He actually ran off with another woman, although we didn't know that's what he was doing at the time. He told us he was going to California to get a job so he could send money back for our family. And he went to California. We had a few phone calls with him after he left. One day, I remember as I was a kid, I, I called the hotel that he was supposed to be managing and the receptionist answered the phone and I said, is the manager of the hotel there? And I included my dad's name in association with that title. And the receptionist said, uh, I've never heard of that person. The manager of the hotel is so-and-so. And the so-and-so that he said was the name of a lady that I knew my dad had been having a relationship with prior to going to California. So turns out he'd ran off with this woman, left my mom and my younger sister and I uh, to fend for ourselves. And that was part of my story. That was part of my factual story. Those were the facts. That's what happened in reality, okay? The next part of that little story and how it played out in my life, I would say um, moves more into the moral truth category of the story. And one thing that I think is really interesting to think about is that reality as it's happening, I used to have this mentor that would say, uh, all events are equal. That's what my mentor would say. And it always confused me as to how he was saying that and why he was saying that because when he would said it to me at, the, at that time in my life, I would think to myself, no, not all events are equal. Someone dies, that's a terrible thing. Uh, someone wins the lottery, that's a great thing. Those two events are not equal. How can you, my mentor, say that all events are equal? Well, in hindsight, reflecting back over that advice that he gave me and reflecting back over my life and reflecting back over this definition of truth, I think it's clear that you could say from a factual reality standpoint, truly all events are equal. It's not until we add the human element into the situation, into the mix, that we start to find judgments. The human mind, the human perception will look at an event like somebody dying, and what they will do is layer meaning over top of that event. And we can make things mean, um, in some cases, whatever we want them to mean. And I think this is why some people really, really struggle with grief and other people seem to experience grief and then sort of get through it. And uh, one quick example of this would be when my grandparents died. My grandparents were role models for me. And when they died, it was really, really hard. Even though I knew it was coming, it was really, really hard. I was really, really sad. But then there was a point in my, in my grief journey when I started thinking about how people always say, I'm so sorry for your loss, I'm so sorry for your loss, and the thought came to me, what if people said, I'm so happy for your gain? Not the gain of a death, but the gain of the gifts that my grandparents gave me throughout my entire life. 
And when I began to reflect on the event of their deaths, which was a loss, you could say that's a loss, but I compared that to the gains that I had received all throughout the lives that they had lived and given to me and loved me and served me and gave me a great example, it instantly became clear in my mind that what I had received from the lives of my grandparents far surpassed the loss that I experienced with their deaths. And if you step back and look at that, what I was really doing is experiencing factual reality but then with my mind and my perception, I was rising myself above the factual reality and I was finding the meaning that was there or that I needed to be there. I believe it was there, but I, I wouldn't have seen that had I not been able to ri rise up a little bit and, and look at that factual reality and then choose to layer a positive meaning on top of it. Because another choice would have been for me to not see all of the gain that I received and then to use my consciousness to stay stuck in the loss and in the sadness and in the tears and in the gaping void and hole that seemed like was going to be there. Um, another thought that I had when I was going through this grief process was that my grandparents were lighthouses for me in my life. And I said to myself, what do you do when you lose a lighthouse? I mean, what do you do? The, the light is gone. And the meaning that either came to me or that I just chose to believe, I believe it came to me. In fact, I remember this floating in my mind during this time that the answer to that question, what do you do when, when a lighthouse, a pillar of your life uh, leaves, the answer for me was, you choose to be a lighthouse. You choose to be a pillar. You choose to grab the torch and carry it on for anyone and everyone in your life that might be looking at you the same way that you looked at your grandparents. So again, just quick illustration, hopefully quick, to show that factual reality is one form of truth, but then that second form of truth, moral truth, Moral truth are the things that we ought to do. And so these moral truths, we kind of have to choose them. We have to choose to follow them. We have to choose to live by them. Uh, one moral truth you could say is to have a positive mental attitude, to have faith, to choose to look at every scenario in life, even the ones we perceive as negative, and to say, like Napoleon Hill says, in every apparent setback lies the seed of an equal or greater advantage. And then instead of focusing on the loss, we instead focus on the gain uh, that is inherent potentially in all of those negative experiences. See, that's a choice. It's a choice that we perceive that a moral truth might be choosing to shine like the sun every day regardless of whatever events are transpiring in our lives. And we can choose to succumb to those negative experiences and events, uh, or we can choose to rise above them and find the positive meaning and find the strength and find the motivation in them. And those are all choices. Those are choices, I believe, to see factual reality but then to say, what are my ideals? What are my values? What are these higher moral truths? And then how can I express and live into those higher moral truths while I'm dealing with factual reality? 
So those are two different ways to uh, define truth, I think. And going back to my dad and then finishing off uh, the part of this message that I wanted to get out today, my dad left, right? He's gone. I'm eight. My mom's there taking care of my sister and I. My dad was an alcoholic. My dad was into drugs. My dad had all of these, you could say, not so admirable character attributes. So that's factual reality. Now, as an eight-year-old kid, how do you how do you deal with that? How, what kind of a story do you tell? Because that's the second part of the message that I wanted to um, express in this in this clip today. Is that when factual reality unfolds before us, what human beings do is they tell stories about the factual reality. They tell a verbal representation of what happened in factual reality. And the other thing humans do when they're telling the story about what's happening in factual reality is they embed meanings and beliefs inside of those stories, whether they know that's what they're doing or not. And if you followed me at all for any length of time, one of the things you might know is that I am a deep believer in the transformative power and the debilitating power of beliefs. Typically, beliefs impact us on such a deep level. Uh, my personal feeling is that beliefs are somehow tied in with our souls. And you can have a good positive belief that can lead to good positive outcomes in your life and you can have the opposite of that. It's crazy what beliefs can do for a person or do to a person. Um, science verifies the power of belief with the placebo effect and you can read all kinds of stories about what belief. Uh, a great book is The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. Um, all kinds of things that belief has, has wrought. So... If we are experiencing factual reality, which we all are, if you're listening to this audio, you're experiencing factual reality, a really great question to ask yourself is, what is the story I'm telling myself about what's happening in my factual reality? And then going back to my dad, I want to give you a couple examples. So when my dad left, I was there eight years old. I heard people in my local community occasionally talk negatively about my dad and and how, you know, he was an alcoholic and and I actually had some of my friends whose parents wouldn't let them hang out with me because I was the son of so and so. And so the story that I started to tell myself about my dad was my dad was an alcoholic, right? Factual reality, uh drugs, uh, so on and so forth. But the story I continued to tell myself as I got into my teen years was that that's who I was also. And because my dad was this way, I must therefore also be that way too. See, that's a belief. If my dad was this way, then I must also be that way. And that was embedded in my story. And so what happened in my story as I went into high school and into college is I ended up finding myself addicted to alcohol, drugs. I was really doing things that were definitely way out of alignment with my highest self, with, with the best of who Paul Hutchings could be. And I really believe that the story that I was telling myself about my dad and how my dad related to me 
had a had an effect on the choices that I made in high school and college. That was the story. Now here's another story that I've told myself about my dad for probably the last 10 years when I realized the power of belief. And also, before I tell you this, I want to pass along two ways beliefs are commonly expressed. Beliefs are commonly expressed in if-then statements, so A caused B, and they're also expressed in uh, meaning statements, so this is that or this means that. So because, which is an if-then word indicator, because my dad left, I also must be not the best person, and I also must um, not make the best choices in my life. See how my dad was the cause, but then the conclusion ended up being an effect in my life because I had accepted that story. Another way to express the meaning part of that would be, um, I am my dad's son. I am, right? I am my dad's son, and that means that I am destined to follow in his footsteps, right? Catch the meaning so that's how beliefs are um, formed in our minds, but they come across in stories, both the stories that we hear from other people and then also the stories that we choose to tell ourselves. So back to the more empowering story that I've been telling about my dad for the last 10 years is I look back on that and I say my dad leaving was one of the best things that ever could have happened to me in my entire life. Because when my dad left, that left me as an eight-year-old kid there to take on responsibilities for my family that I would not have had to take on had my dad not left. My mom was hearing impaired, and so oftentimes I was on the phone relaying messages between the bill collectors and my mom, between my grandma and my mom, communicating with my mom on behalf of her and other people. And so I was able to develop communication skills at a young age and responsibility at a young age that prepared me for my later life journey, which was going to have much demand and much requirement on responsibility and leadership and communication. And that story, I'll tell you what that story has done for me. That story has helped me to believe that I am a great communicator. It has helped me to believe that I can take on great responsibilities, that I can rise to the challenge, that when other people are counting on me, guess what? I'm there. I'm the lighthouse. I'm the pillar. I'm there for them. And that, in part, is inside of me because of the story that I told myself about what was happening in factual reality. And I believe the story I told myself about what was happening in factual reality was more in alignment with what I would call moral truth. Moral truth, be strong, be courageous, be the one that people can count on, right? And so I wanted to pass this information along today because the stories that we tell ourselves about what's happening have a massive effect on how we experience what's happening. At any moment in time, we can choose to look at what's happened, either good or not so good, and we can choose to layer positive meaning 
in that situation or experience that we're doing because we're people and that's what people do. We layer meaning on top of factual reality. It's just that we can choose to layer the meaning on it that might be more in harmony with moral truth. Why are moral truths the way they are? Why are there principles that people talk about and aspire to? Why are there attributes of character that people exhibit that we admire and we respect? Why is that? I don't know all the answers to that question, but here is a theory. And the theory is that when we live in alignment with moral truth as best we can, typically that me might mean we are going to experience more happiness, more joy, and more success in whatever endeavors we might be engaged in. And I want to tie it back to factual reality. So factual reality, you know, all these things all throughout history have happened, right? And and what what are those things? Those things are basically causes and effects. This person did this thing and it caused this effect. This group of people did this to this other group of people and it caused this effect. So when we look through history, basically what we're seeing, hopefully, is we're seeing uh, a science experiment. We're seeing the experiment of the human drama as it has played out in history. I think I think one um, one intention that might be good from telling a story about factual reality would be if I do something and it causes a, ne- a negative effect and I tell someone else what happened, that's a story, hopefully they can pick up the lesson from that story and not do that negative effect and therefore have a better life, right? Or if I do something and it creates a positive effect in my life or anyone through history did the same thing, they tell that story, other people can hear it and they can say, oh, so-and-so did that and it produced a good effect in their life. Therefore, that thing they did might be the thing that I want to do. And if you ask yourself what wisdom is, certainly that might be a definition of wisdom. It's the essence of the moral truth that was extracted from the laboratory of factual reality that's happened whenever it happened in in history, that extraction from that story and then passed along so that others can pick up that wisdom and not make that same mistake. So I wanted to pass this along I hope this is valuable for you today. These insights are really, really important and powerful for me in my life. And if nothing else, I really just want to encourage you to pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself about what's happening in factual reality because embedded in the stories are beliefs and meanings that we then somehow internalize And those beliefs and meanings, when we internalize them, they color our perception of everything that we see. We see the things that we believe to be true usually, and we don't see the things that we don't believe are true. So we got to pay real close attention to the stories that we hear from others and also to the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, Oh, and one other last uh, distinction that I think is good. This is a really interesting thing to think about is that 
um, moral truths can be expressed through fictional stories. So have you ever watched a movie and got really inspired or felt really touched because there was something happening in the movie that was demonstrating maybe a moral truth to your soul and it touched you in a special way? And then you thought how that movie was fictional. So how is it possible that a fictional movie can move me like that? Well, I believe it's because in movies like that, even though the story is fiction, the truth that's being expressed through the fictional story is a, a true it's a it's a true principle. And maybe that's why those types of stories affect us the way that they do. And you might ask yourself this question, well, if that's the case, if if moral truths can be expressed through fictional stories, then why is it important to tell the truth, right? And what is tell the truth? Tell the truth is, as far as you can, do your best to make sure your words line up with factual reality. And you'd say, well, gosh, if I can help someone believe in a good moral truth by telling them a lie, why shouldn't I just go ahead and tell them the lie? Well, first of all, there's a difference between a lie and a fictional story. When we watch a fictional movie or read a fictional story, we know it's fiction. So therefore, it's not a lie because we're not being deceived into thinking that it it, uh, it was true. But the other reason that I think telling the truth is a good thing when relating experiences that have happened or are happening in factual reality is because Again, that, that definition of wisdom, if we are telling a story from something that happened either to ourselves or to someone else with the intention of passing along wisdom, uh, so if we're looking at factual reality as a science experiment, as a laboratory where it's like, hey, we're all living here on this earth and we're testing things out and this is working and this isn't working, if we're telling the truth, then as best we can, then we have a higher chance of passing along the lessons that actually worked and that didn't work, you know, the, the right lessons. If we are telling a lie and then trying to, you know, extrapolate some sort of a lesson, a lie from factual reality, and then extrapolate some sort of a lesson, see, the problem with that is we stand to be deceived because we're actually not grabbing that moral truth from an experiment in factual reality. It's someone making something up to try to get us to believe something that they might think is good, but it didn't actually happen. And those lessons and those little pieces of whatever they're passing along are suspect because they didn't actually happen, right? They didn't actually happen. Why is it that a lot of the same stories repeat in movies and books maybe it is that some of these stories have done the best job of extracting the real lessons from factual reality and distilling them down into a story that can be passed along for us to learn and grow from and enjoy uh, over time so even though it's a fictional story maybe it's done a good job of actually grabbing the real wisdom from reality and then passing it along. And because we know it's a fictional story, it's it's okay. And we're getting real wisdom because it wasn't that the story didn't happen that's the point. It's that the lesson from the factual story did happen 
and the message that's getting passed along is a real nugget of moral truth. Um, so anyway, I don't know if this made sense. I hope it did. I, I'm doing my best to pass along some things that are helping me and impacting me uh, both in the past and currently in my reality. So that's it. The truth. Why will it sh set you free? Actually, let me close off with that because that's how we started. The truth shall set you free. Financially speaking, I believe the truth does set us free because when we are able to grab those lessons and nuggets from factual reality that worked for someone, that's called a principle, aka a truth. And if we can pick up those patterns and those modes of operation from the people who actually experience them, and then we can apply those principles and truths in our lives, I believe we can then go on to create similar results because we're using what has already worked in the laboratory of real life experience. So that's it. Thanks for tuning in today. I love you. I believe you. I, I believe in you. I know you've got greatness within you. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to my email list, uh, please visit uh, pipelinemoney.com and you'll get further content from me. Um, and uh, you'll also check out the uh, amazing, awesome, heart-centered, uh, life-changing, world-changing, hopefully, um, spirit-changing business that uh, I'm building uh, with a great group of amazing people. That's PipelineMoney.com. All right. Thanks, and make it a great day. Take care. And hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.